0: Buenos dias. Soy Kyle Tierman. I surf, I make movies, and I love asking questions. Thank you for tuning into my show. This episode is with Andy McDonald. Andy has been crowned as skateboarding's world champion for nine years on the World Cup Skateboarding Series. He has competed in every X Games since its inception and owns 23 medals. Andy's appearances include 60 Minutes, The Craig Kilborn Show, and The Tonight Show where he surprised everybody by alling onto Jay Leno's desk after being introduced. Andy was the first person to ever ride a skateboard down the smooth marble hallways of the White House and has worked with Partnership for a Drug-Free America and has given a speech at the White House to introduce President Bill Clinton. At 43, Andy is still learning new tricks skating insanely well if, if you need a little refresher on how good this guy is just throw andy mcdonald's name into youtube and your mind will be blown this conversation took place at a coffee shop at seven in the morning so you're gonna hear some uh some like double macchiato up order for you in the background but the audio is pretty good and uh thanks to andy for making this happen this conversation we go Into his origin story, um, jumps around a lot to what he's doing now with his new brainchild skater cross. Please welcome Andy McDonald. Kyle Tierman here. I'm in Cape Town. I was the only journalist in northern Nigeria. Not an adventure until you get lost in Tijuana.
1: You get caught inside by a giant wave, you feel really
0: alone. I love the adventure of waking up and not knowing what will happen, and that being my job. Hey. Hey. Standing at a right. desert oasis right now. A lot of tourists don't see this part of Bali. Right. Smiles and thumbs up. thumbs up. Welcome to the Kyle pretty Show.
1: <laughs> Dude, Mavericks, you're all about it these days. The Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, had a, really good, we've big, had a really good. We've had a really good. We've
0: had a really good November. Um, one of the better Novembers in history. In recorded history. In recorded history. Well, and, I mean, the thing the thing with Mavericks is that a lot of times it'll get big, but it'll get big with weather. So you um, can't surf it. You know, it's... Do you know much about storms and how storms work? Minimal? Only what you taught me, dude. Only what, only what I've taught you. <laughs> so, um... You want a big storm, right? But... Uh, you don't want the storm to be too far away. I mean, you don't want the storm to be too too close to you because then it's just junky waves. Basically, waves are created from wind, wind right? right? So, so you want the wind be, to be far away and right, then there will so the be a big, roll it all the way to so, you. So check it out. It's um, Storms are created from temperature gradients, right? Warm air going this way, cold air going this way. Because our Earth is spinning, it's uh, what's called the Coriolis effect the spin of the earth oh yeah Cor- the, the, the Coriolis Cor- effect yeah. well um, <laughs> I, I learned about this from uh, the movie Shooter you ever see the movie Shooter with uh, with uh, Mark Wahlberg Never no. seen it okay, so no, if you're he's a, my man from Boston so, so if you're a sniper you actually have to take into account the Coriolis effect sometimes which is the spin of the earth for right, your right, shot right. Yep. but the Coriolis effect is also what makes storms spin that's what nice. gives them their Yep. Yep. Um, and then when they start moving right they create energy moving out from that storm. And though that is swell energy. So when surfers talk about, oh, it's uh, 17 feet at 18 seconds, right? That means that it's 17 feet going up and down in the middle of the ocean with an 18-second interval, the interval right? between the wave, right? And the more... Um, so it's like if you slap your hand in the water, right? You're going to get these big, uh, big swells, but the period's going to be close together so what you want is a swell to usually come from pretty far away so that it can at least have a chance to organize itself that's why when people talk about like oh it was you know eight feet at eight seconds or ten seconds that that's going to make you seasick it's because it's storm surf but mm-hmm. if it's eight feet at 16 seconds that means that the storm traveled from further away the swell had a chance to organize itself and there's then more power coming in uh There's more power coming in 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 an organized way. So November was really good because we got big swells with not a lot of local weather patterns. Whereas right now, we just have a big storm. If you were to go out and look at the ocean right now, it's junky. Count Chapula. Yeah. (laughs) So even moving out here, uh, never got on the surfboard. 22 years
1: in California now I'm 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 longer in California than I was in Boston Massachusetts but I didn't surf there and I don't surf here <laughs> I've, um, I've I it's because I know people like you and when I do the very few times I have gone surfing they're like oh yeah it's a dawn patrol like I get in over my head literally yeah and um I consider myself a strong swimmer but <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost died in Kamakura, across Japan paddling out with some pro surfers once and uh what was that like, like? It was, a, it was a point break, and so it was like a 15-minute paddle just to get there. Okay. And then the offshore wind was so gnarly, we were on longboards, and we got blown over the back of the first wave we dropped in on. And then I didn't make it out after that, and almost it, got smashed against the... Right, and one thing <laughs> really with really surfing,
0: right, is, I mean, you have to build up muscles. For it. So yes. probably by the time. you, do those got, muscles. Yeah, probably by the time <laughs> like the ones back here, the, the yeah, shoulder, yeah. that kind of thing. It's yeah. same with skating to like you. Skateboard lose, muscles. You, lo- yeah, you lose your skating muscles if you don't yeah. skate. Yep, yep. No, absolutely. Um no
1: the biggest thing for me is I just haven't spent enough time in the water that I know where to be and when to be there. You know,
0: I'll be right. out like, Oh
1: this is this is great, it's having such a good hey, why is everybody paddling out? Oh right. Do <laughs>
0: like... you have a lot of friends um, living down in Southern California that are surfers though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: um, I'm I'm familiar with it. I used to work in a surf shop. One of my first jobs in Southern California was working in a surf shop, which was comedy because I didn't really surf, and people would call for the surf report, and I'd be like, Oh yeah, it's two three foot. Looks it super looks fun, great. dude. It looks yeah, it looks looks fun. Come on down, buy Wait, some wax. So, so
0: you moved <laughs> uh, out to California before you were a pro skater? Yes, uh, tell I, me that. I moved to tell California me, me to
1: pursue the dream of being ch- pro skater. Ch- chase the dream,
0: dude. <laughs> Dive a little bit deeper into that. I didn't know that story. I grew
1: up in Boston, Massachusetts, in and around Boston, Uh, did all the team sports as a kid, Um, soccer for nine years, uh, basketball, swim team, gymnastics, wrestling, you name it, I was into it. And uh, uh, right around my 11th, uh, 11th, the the winter of my uh, 11th year, uh, I was shooting basketball down local court, and this guy came rolling by on what was for then a modern day skateboard and it was you know like a wide probably Pal Peralta, you know um bones brigade deck or something and and uh i tried it out and that was it i was hooked i was immediately trying to trade him my basketball for his skateboard and i went home that afternoon started bugging my mom you got to get me a skateboard for christmas And that, that was my christmas present my mom wouldn't let me play football she thought it was too dangerous but she bought me a a skateboard for Christmas that year and that was it all the other team sports fell away and I was a skateboarder I was putting plywood up against the snowbanks to make a skate ramp in my driveway and uh the rest yeah, is history by the, by the time I by the time I was like a junior in high school I was like this is this is what I want to do I'd be flipping through the magazines like wow these guys are pro skateboarders they make a living skateboarding and all the photos are from southern California these guys skating t-shirts sunny days you know like I want that I want to you know, I, I, want get, I want to get paid to ride my skateboard.
0: Who are you, some of your favorite skaters when you were that age? Oh, the whole Bones Brigade for
1: sure. Yeah. Tony Hawk and Lance Mountain, um, and then uh, Chris Miller, uh, just because he made it look so easy, so stylish.
0: Yeah. Searching um, for Animal Chin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Was searching for Animal
0: Chin out uh, yeah, around was, that time? Yeah, I was one of the first. I you was, were like I, 17, I saw,
1: 16? I, I was even younger than that because I'm an old man. But uh yeah. I was 12 years old when uh, Bones Brigade 2 video came out, and then the next year Animal Chain came out. So, I was right in the beginning of of my skateboarding. I mean, I've I've watched, I can quote back to you till you're completely annoyed with me. Um, And I do, just to annoy my friends who are now. Give me me a few. Give me a few. (laughs) This was
0: my favorite skate movie growing (laughs) up, so I do want to hear a couple. What do you got? What do you got for me? Oh, man. Now you're on the spot. all the all the
1: Tommy Guerrero, the Apple Dapple, Apple Dapple, Apple Dapple. Dank,
0: dank, man. It goes
1: abba abba Shaglank <laughs> right on my Shaglank shoulder, you know. So I got a, I got a big shoulder, and you know, <laughs> right under oh hill. Oh my
0: God! Yep. Uh, people are hating this. Who haven't seen Searching for Animal Chin? But I don't even care it's, because it's, it's such a good. If you movie. haven't
1: seen Animal Chin, first of all, you have to go see it because the cheesiest skateboard film of all time. And then. Go ahead and check out the 30th anniversary of Animal Chin because at Woodward West they just rebuilt the chin ramp for the first time in 30 years. I just saw
0: on your Instagram that you were skating skating the the chin chin ramp. Yes,
1: dream come true, childhood
0: dream. I I got to skate the chin ramp. What was that like? What was that like? So, so just some background for people who haven't seen *Searching for Animal Chin*. It is the most, or one of the most iconic skate movies of all time, where all of the legends are young in their prime and they're searching for a, a mythical character named wonton animal Tan chin animal Chan, and he represents the the fun of skateboarding he, and, he represents the soul of skateboarding and they're and, searching to try and find their guru so they're going to all the best skate spots around the world searching for animal chin and then at the end come to realize not not spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> did
1: they did, they never really find animal chin but did as they long did, as long as you're still show. searching for animal
0: chin you've already found them. Oh, I as love it as Johnny Rad and the <laughs> jordanaires say <laughs> so so what um man so yeah, I grew what up. Was, I grew
1: up with the Animal Chin. That yeah. was that was my error and, and by what the time I graduated like... high school, I was like, this is this is what I want to be. And my yeah. parents were like, no, you got to go to college and get an education, and that's how you get on in life. And threw everything I owned into the back of my Datsun and uh, drove across the country. With a um, my my car didn't have a radiator radiator was broken, so I had to have the heat on cranked full blast the whole way which was fine until I got to like Nevada and middle of the desert. (laughs) It's 104 degrees and you're driving with the heat on 17 years old. Uh, 17 years old. Yeah. Um, by yourself. Yep. Yep. Just a a skateboard with all my stuff and my skateboard and my trunk and, uh, ended up, um, couch surfing, ended up meeting some guys from Boston and, um, staying on their couch, uh, for the next 18 months. (laughs) Was
0: that a scary time in your life?
1: Uh, it was just an exciting time. Exciting. I mean, the, it, it was scary in that like I didn't know anybody and I didn't know like kind of the rules of you know, just like the world kind of is so naive. I'm 17 years old and I'm I get to the, the border of California and I'm like, yes, I'm in California. Made it. And they stopped me. The, the border patrol guys are like, hey, what, what are you doing with that apple? You can't have that apple. here. Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> so I was eating an apple, you know, and you, there's, you know, there's fruit flies in California. You can't
0: be crossing state lines with fruit. Yeah. Uh, That apple's from Massachusetts. (laughs) All right, so if if, uh, yourself today could give that 17-year-old self in your Datsun one piece of advice as you're coming over to California, what would that be?
1: Tone it down, dude. Tone it down. (laughs) I was just super, like, happy-go-lucky, geeky, naive, just dork. I was just a dork. I was just like... The, the biggest skate rat you, you knew you know just like all day every day more energy more annoying than anybody you've met recently uh a friend of mine that's known me since i was 13 years old sent me video skating a spine ramp in new jersey and i, I when I, at the time people used man you take long runs and i'm like yeah it's I, I, you know i didn't really think much of it i was like yeah i'm having fun I, I know all these tricks i can stay on my board or whatever he sent me a video and it's not even a complete run but it's longer than a minute. And generally, you know, either skating a mini ramp, you're, you're taking, you know, 20, 30-second runs is a full run. Yeah, and, and there's etiquette the if there's other yes, guys yes, on the ramp, yes. you're not going to And so here's, there's, here's this footage of me skating this ramp <laughs> where I'm literally, like, stopping on the middle of the spine ramp with my hands on my knees, like, still going, just like. And there's these two other kids, and the, and the way that my buddy put it, he's like, see those, see those two kids right there? You know who those are? I'm like, nah, who are they? They're nobody because they quit skating that day because they're so tired of you <laughs> watching you skate the longest runs ever. So hilarious. So I recently posted that video on in my Instagram and just like with an open open letter of apology to everybody that <laughs> had skated a mini ramp in the, from 1989. Yeah. Um, just because I was, you know, I didn't get it. I was yeah. just like, I, I love it. I love skateboarding. I'll do it as
0: much as I could. And that's always been my deal. And, Isn't it funny though how like back then that kind of purity of what you had is something that so many people, their whole lives then are are searching for. They're trying to get back to that place where skating was just fun, and there's nothing else that they're thinking about. You become very one
1: track minded. But but I consider myself lucky in that like my wife still doesn't know what she wants to do, you know, Uh, and she's always kind of envied me in that. Since I was 12 years old, I knew this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is like, like yeah. I have a purpose. This is like my one sole drive and and, and uh, focus in life is like I want to be the best skateboarder I can be, and it literally dictated my whole life where I was going to live, how I was going to live. Um, you know, I, I decided. Luckily, skateboarding found me before drugs and alcohol did, and I decided, you know, drugs and alcohol are going to hinder what I'm trying to do on my skateboard, so. Yeah. Never drank. Never smoked. Never took the drag off a cigarette. Um, to this day. To this because, day. Because of skateboarding. I mean, wow. It, it sounds cliche, but
0: skateboarding saved my life. Is you know that's wow. That's me. Um, that's great, man. And you've been outsp- relatively outspoken about s- staying sober and being a skater and kind of being the best person that you can. What's that like? I, in a world, I, I've been that, in a world about... that, that glorifies. Um, ultimately like being really hard on your the, the body anti, and, the anti-hero. Then, yeah, yeah. and then being really hard on your body skateboarding. Um, I, I've been outspoken about being the best you can be
1: and, and doing whatever you want, however you want, being your own person, because that's, again, what skateboarding taught me from yeah. the get-go. I was, in, I was doing all these team sports as a kid and I'd be skating to soccer practice going, I don't want to have some coach tell me how many laps I need to run in order to win the state championship this year. I want to just keep skating, you know, yeah. and do it however I want. There are no rules. There are no coaches. It's, it's more of an art form than a sport. And um, as, as much as I, I, like a lot of people, especially at the time, perceived it as I, I took it too serious. You know, like Jake Phelps from Thrasher Magazine, he runs Thrasher Magazine. He, uh, he was a skater growing up in Boston when I was a little grom. And he was one of the guys that was ripping the Cambridge pool one of the first places I ever skated yeah and he'd always used be like ah McDonald you don't you don't you don't party enough you skate too much and I'm, I'd just be like I, is that even possible can you skate too much you know like right um, and so for me you know I, it wasn't so much necessarily like outspoken about you shouldn't you shouldn't party you shouldn't you know like it's just like
0: I want to be the this, best this I can is be. what
1: yeah this is what I do and I'm not afraid to talk about it you know like yeah but, I kind of like, my mom introduced me to a guy named Mahatma Gandhi when I was real little. Um, Did a book report uh, in sixth grade on Gandhi. He'd ever heard of him. And he always just did it. He never was preaching about, you know, this is how you should do it, blah, blah. He just did it. This is is what I do. And he lived his life by example. And I've I've taken that to heart uh, my whole life. It's like, this is what I do. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't drink or you shouldn't smoke. But think about what a better skater you would be right now. If you hadn't gotten wasted last night you right.
0: know? Um, Were there any points in your life When you like, w- That was uh, A tough kind of okay. mental conversation For you to um, Not go down that path Or was it always just pretty clear From seeing so many people Fall down that path from yeah, a young Especially
1: age? at this stage of my career I've, yeah. I, could, I can't even count on Two hands right. the, the number of people I've seen fall by the wayside Because of uh, you know, drugs, and alcohol. But for me personally, it was always, you know, if I didn't succumb to the peer pressure when I was a teenager, I certainly wasn't going to in my twenties or right. my thirties. Right. And the funniest is now I'm in my forties and people are like, McDonald have a drink. It's rolling my eyes at people. Like it's <you're> <laughs> like not going like, to it happen. It's gonna happen. It's, it gets harder and harder, yeah. you know? So um, what, um, but no, for, for, for me it was, it was never a hard thing. Um, But it's certainly, like, career-wise, I think definitely at points it would have been easier just to knock back a couple of drinks and, like, kind of be one of the guys, you know? Because even in the most um, radical of groups, when you stray from the norm, you're going to see hard times, right? Isn't it
0: funny how skating is built upon um, anti-establishment, right? It's built on going off and doing your own thing, you know? fuck the man I'm my own person yep. but then there are clicks within it <laughs> yeah. where yeah. more
1: so now than ever yeah because because skateboarding is big, bigger now than it ever has been yeah. And, and yeah it's super clicky and it's just it's laughable to me because it's like I want to be different just like all my buddies yeah.
0: how would you say <laughs> it's changed um, that you've noticed in the skateboarding world today as opposed there's, to when there's you started there's just so many
1: people that skate you know yeah. and, and skating is so much cooler than it used to be um, it, it, it was it was this brotherhood of skaters by necessity in you know the 1980s because you know you could pick you could pick out your skaters by the shoes they wore you yeah. know like there were, there was four other skaters in my entire high school yeah. you know and the cool guys were the guys that played football they were they, the guys that were on the football team had it made and if you were a skater you got you know you got spit on literally like um but you could you could you know be skating down the street and then you could hear that familiar on the sidewalk and you turned around and chances are either you knew him or you were gonna skate over and get to know him yeah. because there were so few of you that you had to stick together yeah uh, and that's just it's not that now anymore, now you know? like na- now there's, there's skate. skate teams in high schools and everybody wears you know vans or Nikes or uh, skate shoes now <laughs> you know? yeah. so it's like um skaters are just everywhere now, and skating is more accessible now than it ever has been. So, yeah, because there's so many people doing it, you don't have to like, oh, you're a skater, let's hang out. Um, they're like, oh, well, I'm a street skater, or I'm a ledge skater, or I only skate pools, I only this and that, and I'm like, really? Like, we're all
0: skateboarders, right. you know? Is that human nature, do you think? That when it gets to a certain size, we break off into our own cliques? I or think, do you think that it's no? Know, I like, think part of it, part of it's an attitude. Like yeah. you know, like
1: you know, I know my experience from from music, for example. Like, I, I'm super into like Adele when she when like her first album. You know, by her second album, I was like, ah, too many people like Adele. You right, know, like I don't like Adele as much
0: anymore. And by her third album, it was like blowout, not <laughs> Isn't into that it. Funny how that <laughs> happens with us. Yeah. We um, so rarely can do something just from a state of right. I enjoy Cause, doing cause it. Because if it's... you sit back and, and you just yeah, just go like hey. it's fine. It's, the music's great. You yeah. know,
1: who cares if another billion people like it too? But because a billion people
0: like it, it makes me like it less. Right. You are not a beautiful snowflake. Right. You are <laughs> exactly. You are one of a few <laughs> billion people on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> and there's music that a lot of people
1: like. Rick. Right, it it is kind of silly, but yeah, I think it is. It's kind of human nature, People, yeah. You know, especially for skateboarders, they're early adapters, and and uh, you know, be it technology, be it you know, even in the, in the the clickiness of how it gets. I
0: love it. I think it's it's super important for um, skateboarding to exist. I think that I mean you're in it as fully as it gets. So there there. Are, are various levels of, like, oh, there's good and bad, and, uh, with everything that you really dive deep into and become a black belt in. But I do think that it's so important still to have a, a sport that at its core is anti-establishment, that at its core is... And, and feel free to correct me if you disagree with, with any of this, but... Um, I just think it's. I think it's great, man. No, I, I think, think and I think it'll it'll always have that,
1: um, yeah. because skateboarding was born in the backyards and in the streets. And uh, you know, any kid that gets a skateboard for Christmas the year, this year has a skate a street outside his front door. I mean, that's right. that's where you. That's everyone. You know, like oh, you start skating ramps. I was like no, I started skating street like everybody else. Yeah. You know, and then we started building ramps outside yeah. my driveway, quarter pipes, and jump ramps or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the most natural. You know, you're. Your, you're um, seeing the world through you know with these skate goggles you know people there's a hand railing well I, I hold on to that when I walk up the stairs yeah but skateboarders slide down it and, and s- just view the world very differently yeah uh, use architecture how the architects could have never imagined you know um,
0: tell me about skate across <laughs> we had some cross. we had some uh, some Instagram Comments coming in last night, and uh, Camilo has wanted to know all about skatercross. Right on, skatercross is is um, my new project.
1: Uh, it's only new in that we just we just got our first track built. Um, we've been talking about skatercross and it as a concept for probably fourteen or fifteen years, um, or I've been talking about it to anybody that would listen. <laughs> um, just you know, hey, wouldn't it be cool uh, to build a BMX track? That you could ride on a skateboard uh, and race skateboards. Um, I'd always see, you know, BMX friends of mine ride there, you know, ride the dirt track and you know rhythm sections and whatnot. And I was, man, if that was made of cement, if I could ride that, it'd be so much fun, you know. Um, and so uh, it wasn't until last uh, two springs ago, uh, a pro uh, BMXer uh, a colleague of mine, Daniel Dayhurst, built a uh, BMX park in North Carolina. And he built, like, basically a wooden rhythm section out back of his skate park. Um, and it had berms. And it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a mini version of what I had in mind. And it was as close to, you know, a skater cross track as, as anybody had ever come. And I called Daniel. I was like, Daniel, I'm coming out. My friend Alex Sergente is going to meet us there. We're going to try and race through your track. we got to see if this thing works. You know, we have been talking about it forever. He was all for it. And, uh... You know within the first hour on the track uh we figured out you know racing head to head me and alex could do it uh the first time we went in we actually tried to race we went into the first berm together we just whoosh, crashed into each other <laughs> we're yeah. like hey maybe we should put lanes in the berm so we you know like keep it a little safe um but we figured it out and uh just shot some youtube video you know just like some cell phone footage and gopro footage and uh put up a um uh gofundme site and just like hey maybe this will Take off, you know? Uh, let's try and raise enough money to, to run a contest, to have a prize purse or whatever. Um, and worst case scenario, if it, if it doesn't get funded, at least people see it and g- kind of get the word out. And um, it didn't get funded and it worked as we had hoped. It, it did get the word out. People started talking about it. Um, and uh, fast forward um, six, eight months um, to that fall, I started talking to. Um, the board of directors at the Mission Valley YMCA here in San Diego um, who were asking me to get on board with a uh, fundraising campaign um, for a new vert ramp Um, I've been on the board directors at the YMCA in the past and um, friends of the Y since I moved here in um, 1992. Uh, I designed the first uh, park that they built at the current location in uh, 2002 um, and Got them their the vert ramp that they had then um, donated from ESPN's X Games. So they had the 2006 X Games ramp, but it was in disrepair as was most of the park. that's 60,000 square foot park, all made of wood, uh, right near the ocean. So it's you know you, you got to change it. Uh, it. It just rots away as fast as you can <laughs> skate it and build it. Um, so they wanted me to uh, help them raise money for a steel frame vert ramp, and I was like, that's great. You know, like I'm I'm, I'm a vert skater and. I'd love another outdoor steel frame vert ramp, yeah. um, but those things cost $250,000 and you're only servicing like 10% of your, your so, skate population. What, so, uh, steel so frame
0: like, as opposed to wood build, what's opposed, the difference?
1: As opposed to a wood frame. Um, they well, last longer? A, a steel frame is a, a lot more solid, a lot um, faster riding surface, and yeah, it's. But it's still it, masonite and, on the top. Yeah, yeah, it's still, well, not masonite, it's skate light. These skate days, light. Um, okay, and skate light is like the, the surface we've been riding since the old days of Masonite, but it's it's a uh, you know, two hundred bucks a sheet and um, will last much much longer. It doesn't ab- absorb water, so it's all weather. Um, and then yeah. below yeah. that is a steel and frame, then, and then below that's a steel frame as opposed to plywood and and two by fours. Okay,
0: um, and so it, the, the reason that you would go for that is just because it, the it, whole thing will last so much yes, longer.
1: Yes, and uh, way less maintenance. Okay, um, and. So I was like, I'm, I'm totally down for this, but for $200,000, we should be able to you know, redo our whole park. I'll make some phone calls about a vert ramp, but what do you think about this skater cross idea? And presented the whole idea of like, basically eliminating their BMX section uh, and the old vert ramp, adding a new vert ramp, adding a skater cross track, and then, it, and then integrating that into the BMX section because BMXers love the skater cross track as well. Um, and then redoing their whole 60,000 square foot skate park um, made some calls to NBC, who I knew wasn't going to be using their vert ramp anymore for the due tour. Um, got that for a bargain and uh, went from there. Um, raised the $200,000 and started building uh, the first ever skater cross track from sketches on cocktail napkins. Uh, literally uh, built it, designed it, tested it all at the same time. So we, we built a 25-foot high roll in. And the first kicker and a landing, and then there was just parking lot after that. And I put on a test crash dummy suit, and <laughs> the gap was at like 23 feet, and I was like, all right, there's nothing in between, so you don't want to land in the gap. So I went as fast as I could and rolled in and jumped like 35 feet, and like, whoa, there goes my landing, <laughs> crash. Yeah, <laughs> okay, let's pull back the landing a bit, you know. So uh, the first the first jump ended up being like a 25 foot gap, and then all right, let's put some flat bottom and do it again. Next gap. Nineteen feet. Okay, as Bill Berm. And so paint the picture. Um, so, so some of the people listening
0: might not be skaters. For just like what the whole thing looks like, just the, the, the easiest way to describe it is
1: is if if you imagine the the BMX track that they race at the Olympics, um, at Rio. Uh, the, the training facility is actually here in Chula Vista, in San Diego. Um, it's 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 that with a big start gate. Just we're at the same exact start gate as as a, a BMX track. We we um, put in um, handles like posts with the handles so you can start like a, like a board snowboarder cross, right? So you're holding onto these handles, the gate drops, you pull in, um, you're on a 25 foot tower and immediately you drop four feet down and four feet out into the, the roll in. So you gap within the first half a second of the race, you're gapping, um, into a 25 foot roll in, uh, and then hitting the first jump, which is a 25 foot gap. Um, and you're racing, uh, either two up or three up, um, three up racing is it's a 20 foot 20 foot wide track so uh you know you have about a three foot lane if you're in the middle lane you're jumping over a 25 foot gap and there's a guy to your left and a guy to your right um it gets pretty hairy but um yeah i would imagine it's it's it's, it's jumps and berms and um whoopdies and um in the back stretches we have uh jump hurdles um to help make sure that the the lane times all stay the same and make sure guys go in the air so there's there's like five foot high hurdles when you hit a jump you got to you got to clear that hurdle um or else you're going to hit the hurdle and wipe out and you use uh steel frame or wood i wish for this. but this yeah. is all wood frame right. just just because of costs and then skate light um, on and top. Then skate light on top of that actually on this track we use a, a new product called um gator skin which is very similar to skate light and um, those guys gave us a bargain on the price and it's essentially the same thing so. all weather something yeah, that it comes it comes from marine you know they use it in boats and stuff. it's from the marine industry okay it's just super high high density um paper essentially um and glue <laughs> crazy um uh gator skin it, it
0: do you think that that's it, gonna be looks like masonite. it looks like a piece of masonite yeah. it's
1: that color everything um but that's that's what we've been using for years on ramps and uh, on, on these ramps, we put roofing paper down underneath uh, so it goes plywood, then roofing paper, then the gator skins. So to make it more all-weather. It, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll last. Yeah, um, so it doesn't warp up. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we built the track, and I ran the whole thing once through and was like, it works. <laughs> um, we, uh, we do a, a charity fundraiser for an organization that I'm on the board of directors for called Grind for Life. Um, they raise money for uh, people with cancer specifically to help get them to the cancer care that they need uh, to pay for their travel because a lot of people have insurance. They're set on that stuff, but um, the, the founder, Mike Rogers, two-time cancer survivor, super inspirational story, um, had to operate on him, do a cranial lift, took out his brain, took out his eye, put his brain back, <laughs> took out part of his palate, took some muscles from his stomach, kind of rebuilt his face. Um, but uh, it was one of those things like Six other people had the operation. Mike's the only one that survived. Um, you'll probably never walk again, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, 18 months later, Mike Rogers is skating on the Pro Masters Tour. Um, he's 10 years cancer-free and runs Grind for Life now. Um, he's a long, he, long-time a, friend of yours? Yeah, he was um, He was running the skate park at the YMCA in Florida when he was diagnosed the second time with, with cancer. And, uh, you know, the local doctors were like, eh... we can do for you we already we already did the chemo we already did the the radiation treatments uh, and then he found a doctor at Sloan in uh, New York City that was like well we can try this you know this crazy operation and maybe I can save your life but you're gonna you're gonna look crazy whatever and he's like let's go for it but he had to go from Florida to New York and and although he had great insurance through uh, the YMCA he went broke just flying back and forth and staying in hotels in New York City Um, So we did an uh, an event at the skate park. um, This is 11 years ago now called Grind for Life. And it was to raise money to get Mike back on his feet after he spent it all um, getting cured from cancer. Uh, And he was like, this is awesome. I want to keep doing it. You know, so um, that's what we do. We we keep doing that for other people that are um, in the same situation. We've been doing it at uh, an event called the Clash of Claremont in in San Diego at the YMCA. Uh, This was our 10th year. Um, so it's big vert demo Tony Hawk and the boys all come down and we do a vert demo um, street demo big autograph signing and then uh, bands play on the deck of the bowl while we finish the day in the bowl and just you know old-school punk rock JFA uh, Agent Orange has played in years past Uh, that POD Um, just you know and it's all grassroots fun family you know ten dollar donation at the door Um, and we usually raise about $20,000 for people with cancer and this year we incorporated the first ever skater race into it since we had just finished the, the skater cross track. Uh, did our demo and then came over and uh, ran races, first races ever, and it was really, really fun, and really neat to see um, all the different aspects of skating, you know, just leveled the playing field. You had guys that were known for their pool skating, you know, um, Trey Wood uh, won the contest. Um, Willis Kimball is another more parks pool guy. Um, Trey rides mega ramps. Uh, Ryan Sheckler was there. Grayson Fletcher was there. There's street guys. You know, like it was just leveled the playing field. Everybody had their own different approach to how to get through the track, and uh, it was awesome racing and and exciting because uh, you know I've been I've been a competitive skater for 30 years now, and I've been you know there's not a contest that goes by without somebody going like oh. Judging was bullshit, you know, but this guy should have got this this guy should have got that like this It's it's subjective, right? You're trying to judge skateboarding something. That's like it's an art form. Yeah It's very much an art form Uh, It's different styles, you know You can't say like well this trick is worth this many points blah 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 as much as they try The judging is always imperfect and with skater cross. There's no judging the first guy across the line we all had timing chips on the bottom of our board and it's a thirty-second race, essentially a fast, fastest uh, laps were like thirty-one seconds and change. Um, one of the races was decided by five one-hundredths of a point, of, a, of a, not of a point, of a, of, of a second. And are uh, these guys going
0: right next to each other? Yeah, are they that, doing that, their that's, own?
1: That's, that's no, that's head-to-head. That's not timing. That's that's your race. You're always racing somebody. So in the in the qualifiers, you're racing head-to-head, uh, and then in the finals, you're racing three up. So there's you know, then it's just full.
0: Do you use different equipment uh, if you're going to do one uh, of those races as I'm, opposed I'm sure to if we'll, you're doing vert? I'm sure we'll get to it. I, I, I tend to ride my vert board with a little bit
1: looser trucks, um, but, you know, the street guys brought their street boards and the pool guys brought their pool boards, and um, I'm sure that, you know, people are like, oh, I got to wear these different wheels or different yeah. bearings or whatever when, when people get more serious about the actual racing yeah. aspect of it, but it was more just like people just charging and having a good time and the interesting thing about it is it, unlike like border, snowboarder cross, it's not whoever gets the whole shot. You know, In snowboarder cross, you're using gravity. You're going down a hill. So whoever gets out in front, you're just playing catch-up, and you're hoping that the guy in front makes a mistake, and maybe you can catch him. Um, in, in skater cross, it's all flat. So you're pumping. That's how you're getting your speed is getting good landings, landing in the sweet spot and getting speed from that. But if you go too fast, you're going to overshoot a jump, and lose speed. If you go too slow, you're gonna case a jump and lose speed and get passed. So, I mean, that one uh, race that it uh, was between um, Evan Doherty and Tom Shar, two of the younger riders. Uh, it's a 30-second race. There was six lead changes in 30 seconds, and the race was decided by five one hundredths of a second so that's so cool super exciting racing you know you're onto something when there is that much competition if one person was just
0: to run away with it every time or one genre of skater were to run away with it every single time and it's like okay well so the fun it's not in necessarily
1: the, the, the fastest, most powerful skater. It's the guy that does it the smoothest, you know, like right. the guy that can negotiate all the gaps, all the jumps. Yeah. You know, you want to get over over the height, you know, over the jump barrier. And uh, land at the very top uh, of and, the next and, lift. And not go so high that you're losing speed because, you know, you have to go high enough that, okay, the, the hurdle's at five feet. But if you're jumping seven feet, you're losing time because yeah. you're in the air too long. So yeah, um,
0: was, it was really um, neat to see and, and just super exciting to watch. Super exciting! Oh man, I'm I'm getting amped just hearing about it. <laughs> um, what was unexpected about it? Was there anything that ended up happening that you really didn't foresee? Honestly, the the most
1: unexpected thing is is I, I expected, especially with that clicking and cool skateboarding is, I expected a lot of people just to be like, eh, that's that's Olympics, that eh, it's too competitive, it's jock, that's this that and the next thing and. I expected a lot more haters, um, having built and tested the track, and people would see it. You know, they—they um, oh yeah, I'll come down. You know, you know, even the rate, you know, on the race. You know, like we—the track was open for almost a month before the race, and I'd be telling guys, you need to come down and check it out, like. And they'd see it and be, oh, I'll be fine, whatever. And then they get there and be like, whoa, like this is no joke. <laughs> that was like, so that's much fun. fun. <laughs> the twenty-five foot, you know, like twenty-five foot roll, and you got a gap into it, and then it's a gap. You know, you can't, and you're and you're next to two other guys. Like if something goes wrong, somebody shoots a board out, you're in the gap. Like it's it's no joke. So, um, yeah, even even the guys that were you know skeptical at first came down and saw it and was like, whoa, this is this is serious stuff. It's no joke, and and they loved it. They you know like. The, I expected there to be more haters than there were and generally everybody was just like this is awesome when are we going to do it again that's so cool
0: so. well skaters are super competitive even skaters who don't do competitions because yeah, they're always you're getting you're,
1: back to human nature like human nature yeah. when somebody's next to you like you're, you're just like, oh, it's on! Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm going. And know? when you have like the it, ego you know. of that, I'm right. a professional right. skater. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, <like> and it's <laughs> a new
0: terrain that you've never experimented yeah. with before. No, that, was,
1: that was the funnest part is just to see guys that were so traditionally like, I've never skated a contest in my life, but you know, like we had little, you know, GoPro cameras set up on all the all start gates, and some of the best footage because we made we made a TV show. It was on. Um, uh, Tony Hawk's 900 Films shot an hour-long TV show for World of X Games. Uh, it was on ABC yeah. uh, in July. Some of the best footage is just the trash-talking from the gate. You know, like Grayson Fletcher gets up there with this little younger dude. And he's like, all right, me and you, midget, let's go. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to cut you off. You know? yeah. just, like, just the trash-talking before the gate drops. That's you know? so great. Um, That's and then great. Uh, the other part we did is a, is a, a high jump. And again, like we talked about, like, we'll do like an Aaron style or something like that, that, you know, you're doing some tricks or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but then you got to bring in judges. And the whole idea is that this is the first professional skateboard competition that doesn't have judges. So we want it to be objective, you know, this is the winner and you can't really argue because here's the, you know, here's the, here's the timing chip and here's the photo finish. You know, like this guy got across the line before you, you got second, you know, Yeah um and the same thing we did a high jump over the second jump so um the second jump is just a booter it's just like a snowboard hit right and even when you're trying to go fast and stay low over you're still going like six feet so we set the uh height bar at like eight feet to start and you know just like high jump just like you know guys are tr- tr- trying just, to go as just, high as they you're can just trying to clear the bar if you knock the bar over you're out you get over the bar you keep going uh, tom char ended up clearing eleven and a half 11 and a half feet um, by then and, and and that was hugely popular like way more i thought we're like oh we'll just do this for 20 minutes after the contest or whatever and end up la- lasting like 40 minutes and people you could just hear the crescendo of the crowd like as you set up because there's you have to hit the first jump to get speed and get a perfect landing and people are like, oh yeah, yeah. over you know so no it's something just that, just that a lot of people can get into yeah you cool. don't have to be a skateboarder to no. know like yeah. it, it's 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 racing so people would get have their favorite guys yeah. you you'd do nothing about skateboarding and you'd be like I, I want the guy with the dreadlocks he, he you know, he's the right. fastest
0: guy you know and what's uh, it like um, skating with some such a multi-generational crew I mean with vert from what I see um, there are older guys and they're still a lot of them are still making finals with guys that are 20 yeah. years younger than them yep What's that like? Um, and how is that? How, how does that happen? Because skating is one of those sports where a lot of people would expect that, like, by the time you're 25, you're done because your knees are shot. Yeah. But you are <laughs> disproving that with uh, with, with every the, time uh, these you these new on, things called knee pads. These new so things called knee pads. <laughs> yeah, um, I, <laughs> I I'm never from heard the, I'm
1: from the generation that that grew up learning to knee slide. That was like the first thing you learned to do when you rode a ramp is you knee slide out. I never learned to hip slide. I never learned to fall to my to my side and slide on my hips. That that came later, the next generation or the two generations after that. And uh, you know, people ask me like, you know, what what's what's your what's the secret to your longevity? Like you're you're 40 years old, you're still skating on the pro tour. I'm like, I, I wear pads pretty much all the time, you know. And if you don't, great. You learn to hip slide or whatever. I never learned to do that. And call me when you're 40, you know. <laughs> See if you're still hip sliding and jumping downstairs and like. It's rough on your body no matter what, but if you're wearing knee pads and a helmet, um, it's it's a lot less rough. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's that equals longevity.
0: And would you say also skating transition, being able to slide out of moves, yeah, helps yeah. a lot people, with people longevity rather like, than trying to go down 20 stairs yeah. and handrails I, 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 and that I'm kind not of stuff. I'm
1: not jumping sets of stairs. Yeah. Nearly as much. Uh, now, as I was when I was a kid, and there's a reason for that. You right. Know? Uh, tr- the ba- especially the bigger train is like it's it's easier on your body to skate, you know, a giant halfpipe than it is a backyard pool, you know, because there's more you know, just the physics of it. There's more transition to catch you and slide down yeah. than uh, the tight little ramps. How often would you say you take a really bad fall? I try to be as, as least often as I can. It, it most of my injuries and like the hardest stuff on your body don't necessarily come from a really bad slam it's it's just repetition you know like um, the first surgery I ever had wasn't because of one slam it was because I'd sprained my ankle over and over and over and usually it's it's your forward side so like my left elbow my left knee my left ankle all had surgery and my right side's doing pretty good. I have no surgeries on my right side. So. Wrists? How, yeah. how about
0: wrists and arms?
1: Uh, I, you tend to you learn how to just kind of fall right to your elbow and your shoulder. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they, there's cartilage pieces floating around in there and stuff. And maybe I've broken before, but I've never actually fixed them. Yeah. So.
0: so you're uh, involved with a lot of uh, philanthropic events along with skating. Was there a point that got you interested in doing that and... Uh, wanting to skate for something a little bit bigger than just yourself.
1: There wasn't I don't like a a, a uh huh moment where like, oh I should really be giving back. You know, it was just kind of
0: realizing like the that, right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean
1: just realizing that everything I have in my life is because of skateboarding. You know, I get to I get to do what I love for a living. I have this house, I have a car, I I, I know my wife because of skateboarding. Like literally everything in my life I, I owe to skateboarding. Who am I not to give back in any way I can? I can figure out, you know. And uh, when I was younger, that was just through teaching other kids my craft at, at Woodward Skate Camp. You know, I've been going to Woodward for 26 summers now, consistently. Uh, never missed a summer. I always hang out with the kids. Always share what I know. Uh, bend your knees. Stay centered. I <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, the basics. Um, but but yeah, um, I, I've been involved with the, the YMCA for almost thirty years, you know, I grew up in the YMCA, um and there are lots and lots, hundreds of YMCAs that have skate facilities now. Um and then, you know, extending from there through uh Grind for Life, the the cancer charity that I that I work on the board of directors for. Um just started working with a organization called My Gray Matters, which is bringing, uh awareness to helmet safety and, and brain safety. Um action sports are as susceptible to cte as football, football players yeah. um as as evidenced by uh, a good friend of mine dave mira that was diagnosed after he committed suicide um just super sad that you know like it, it's a, a uphill battle you know like hey it only takes one time you know and generally <laughs> i hit my head a lot but <laughs> lucky yeah. for me i'm wearing a helmet so that that um have helmets gotten a lot better
0: uh yeah safe like do you think they're good like, enough or is there still more there's, there's always more that
1: you can do i mean there's there's like I, I look at um motorcycle uh enduro guys those racer guys that have these things like when they hit they're like stuff blows up around their neck, so they're you know like secure and safe i'm like you guys you're big wave surfers like you can pull a rip cord now it'll help you float to the surface like when I when I surf in like you know two or three foot surf I wear one of those and just right. pull, pull the <laughs> <guard>. <laughs> Oh,
0: I'm falling in! Oh, well, Patagonia <laughs> makes some of the best ones. Yeah, absolutely. So, so y- are you are you working with Patagonia right now? I've been with Patagonia for since
1: probably like the year after I met you. So, okay. Um, it, it's a a constant like. Hey, when are we gonna do this? You know, I know you're not into skating, but you've been flowing me stuff for five, six years now. Let's let's no, do you're the, something. You're, but. you're the perfect <laughs> ambassador for it. Um, That's I, awesome. I, I'm just a fan of Patagonia. I have been since yeah. I was a kid, and um, they started in 1973, and so did I. Um, and uh, yeah, we, you know, the surf program is awesome, and and uh, I get to hang out with guys like you and and uh, talk shop, and and um, you know, I'm I'm the only skateboard flow team guy and uh, I'm happy awesome. with that but you know hopefully we'll expand it and we'll, we'll kind of build a little bit of a program around skateboarding because um, it, it is the common denominator in action sports and yeah um, that's a know, good point there's, there's a lot of crossover hell yeah um, people, man people that surf people that skate and,
0: uh, <clears throat> so
1: what's, and, and, and as well as like the whole outdoors and just like you, skateboarding means getting in the car with your bros and hitting the road and a lot of times that means camping and just being out you know I have some friends that just skateboarded from Oregon to Mexico Um, spent a whole summer just a backpack and a longboard and a skateboard and just skating pools and skating like camping out every night and just being on the road literally on the road that's um, so rad are you camping
0: a lot um I I mean you got got got...
1: three kids now so for me it's car camping mostly yeah um I have a, a a vw camper that's my that's my daily driver is a 2002 camper van Oh, it's so rad. it's got the sink and the stove and the fridge in there. So it's it's glamping, but it's it's camping with you know a six month old.
0: Did you build that cool. out
1: yourself, or did you just get it? I uh, got it stock? right before they stopped making them, and it's the only car I've ever owned that is worth more now than uh, when I when I bought it. You know, people come up to me all the time like, oh, how many miles on this thing? Oh, Thirty five grand for it right now?" I'm like, "Dude, it's not for sale. I'm bringing it home." You know? Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's it's such the call to have a vehicle that you can that you'll actually go camping in because the the amount of steps that you can decrease to actually get on the road and go have some fun with your family is yeah. the difference between making it happen and not but Absolutely. if you're constantly searching yeah. for stuff and you're like all right we're throw, we're piling all into the yeah. camry and i'm like who, who brought the jet boil <laughs> right. where's, where's my jet boil <laughs> Alright and then all of a sudden it's i forgot the tent now, right yeah it's not no, gonna it's, happen
1: it's, I, I literally drive around town in my van and i can camp stop anywhere (laughs) and just be, be set because in the cupboard there's like the hot chocolate and the marshmallows i can make s'mores i can make breakfast with the you know the instant um bisquick you know pancakes on the griddle like um and often do you know we'll just go to the beach for the day and pull up and pop the top and i'll make uh you know quesadillas for the kids and there's a little hose nozzle out the back wash them off and just makes it way easier just to be out doing it and and you don't have to like Make sure the stuff's in there because the stuff's always in there. Oh, yeah, there's towels in the van. Your swimsuits
0: are in the van. Like It's just always there. So rad. Designing for success yeah. right there. So what's next, man? I'll let you go soon. The uh, Starbucks is starting to, uh, to fill up. It's starting to bustle a bit. <laughs> the world is waking up.
1: Um, I'm just developing this, this skater cross thing. You know, we want to do another race, so we're just looking for the right partners to, to get on board to raise a prize purse and uh, raise the production budget to, to do another race. And we want to make it better than the last race. Uh, ultimately, we want to uh, find the right partners that will help us build a modular track and take it on the road and literally have like a Lego track where you can set it up different every time you set it up. And bring it to events. I've already gotten calls from guys that that run the NASCAR tracks, and just like we want Skatercross at NASCAR because you know we got guys on a Saturday that come at nine in the morning. And their first race is until four in the afternoon, and there's a hundred thousand people just milling around that are race fans. You know, and again, with Skatercross it doesn't. It's bigger than just skateboarding. It, it's it's racing. So yeah, um, if you if you appreciate racing, um, you can appreciate Skatercross. We've been working with the guys from the Chula Vista Olympic Training Facility. Um, that are talking about maybe putting a, a skater across track down there I'm going to talk to Woodward about putting a track out at Woodward East and being able to do a bi-coastal series so um, the future looks bright it's just getting more more tracks done and more races done and um, just starting at the grassroots level at the track we do have uh, starting next month we'll just be doing like a Friday night at the races run what you brung kind of stuff and just giving out prizes for the kids and running the gate And
0: hell yeah super man super fun good on ya I'm a fan of what you do I'm, I'm, I'm a genuine Thanks. Andy McDonald fan um, I think that you uh, yeah man it, it's, it's cool to see how you simply just want to be the best that you can be and you have a very straightforward attitude with it you don't complicate uh, your mind with a lot of things that don't help you reach your goals I can, I can see that just from the coffee shop and the <laughs> short conversation it's radical right. man
1: I'm not. Uh, I am what I am. I'm not. I'm not very good at. I, I won't come across as very genuine if if I'm trying to be somebody or something that I'm not. And um, I've I've kind of stuck with that my my whole career. And, um, if it works, don't fix it, right? I've been riding the same shape, same concave, same board for the past 20 years since I since I got on Powell. I found a board that works, and everyone's like, "Why don't you try something?" Else? I'm like hey if it works <laughs> you know like they still make me this particular board and this is the one i'm going with that's so, awesome
0: man uh, sticking with it hell yeah well um i'll let you go where can people find you uh
1: skatercrossevents.com uh and um, my instagram's andymax 720 those those are the,
0: those are the places my man uh, thanks for taking the time i appreciate you having me thanks kyle thank you Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andy. Be sure to reach out to him on the social media. And if you like this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes. Share it with a friend. It helps. Until next time, have a great day.